Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Latch Mama podcast. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, the Latch Mama podcast is a podcast for all of the mothers and the parents and everybody who is in the trenches of raising tiny humans. Hi. Hi. I'm with Lindy today. Guys, we haven't recorded in so long. Uh Kennedy's been out of the country, but now he's back um, and we're here and um, it is World Breastfeeding Week. Well, it's not really like we're kind of like pre-gaming for it this week. But when you guys are hearing this, it's World Breastfeeding Week, which is by far our biggest week of the year. We like to bring you guys all of the education and clothes and sales and excitement. It's pretty much our Super Bowl. It's our Black Friday here at Latch Mama. Um, And I have to say we're a little fried. Um, So bear with us. You're listening to Latch Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, busy mom of six and owner of LatchMama.com. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, breastfeeding, postpartum, and all things motherhood. Um, yeah. How's life? Summer's almost over. Yes. I am very excited for school to go back for a little bit more schedule. I love my yeah. kids. So not that reason, but yeah, my kids love that schedule. They like yeah. having like knowing what is going on every day. Yeah. And right now it's a, it's a mess. Some yeah, days, so. absolutely. Swim just yeah. ended for us. We like have no schedule. We have a nanny out with COVID. We have a nanny on vacation. It's just, it's, yeah. it's all the things the week before world breastfeeding week. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty cup there that you have. <gasps> I know. It's pretty much one. It's literally probably the coolest thing we have ever made as a company. I mean, the nursing hoodie was awesome. Go find this cup at our website. But that website, that cup's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about, I think we're supposed to talk about breastfeeding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Some myths, some expectations. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully some tips. Yeah. Maybe we could just go back to like when you were first pregnant. Okay. See, but I already I already know that you dug in and knew a whole lot more than I did. No, like I, didn't I know was too much. a bit of a hot mess, but I'm going back to thinking about my experience uh-huh. and when I first got pregnant, what I knew, did I look into anything? What was I told? Yeah. Any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you it was like minimal. I took a hospital breastfeeding class. Oh. Like one of those, like, you know, you go for free and you go in yeah. and you kind of learn a little bit about breastfeeding. I also like never until we started this company really knew that it like was kind of an accepted fact that some women just couldn't breastfeed. And I think that the percentage is probably a little bit smaller then it actually ends up looking like because of a lack of support or education or mm-hmm. help or whatever and like completely okay either way. But I remember not really ever thinking it was going to be that difficult. I didn't doubt my ability to breastfeed, but then it, it, it was hard. It wasn't hard to get him to gain weight or anything, but it hurt. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was supposed to look like that whole like first time you have a baby when you go, it's something crazy. Like there's like 14 prenatal appointments during pregnancy and then they hand you a baby and then they send you home and they say here, yeah, feed this baby from your body. Like if you're a good mom, you're going to, you're going to breastfeed your baby and figure it out. But you know what? We'll see you in six weeks. Like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. It's fascinating to me that we just think that women are just going to be able to figure it out or that it somehow ends there. 
like the education and the help. Like, you know? Yeah, the idea that women are using Google more and like YouTube more than they actually have human beings sitting with them and helping them right. is, I think, such a terrible thing to happen. I don't know. Yeah. I have all sorts of things. It's really funny when we podcast. It's really hard for me. Our and brain think, goes in yeah, I think, of directions. I think most professional people who podcast who have like professional they podcasts have what's they have say? they Let's... have notes and they like they leave their life at the door we got some numbers yeah oh look <laughs> we at got that 50 60, 60 70 <laughs> i don't know yeah, what those we, numbers we are. don't have notes um, um it's just really funny because i think okay. some people like leave their lives at the door um but then my head starts spinning and i just think about the fact that like as a society this is something i've been thinking about a lot lately like covid has made us all so disconnected in the sense that like now virtual help as is seen as normal help um and it's seen as good enough but Mm -hmm. in something like breastfeeding where there was no help really to begin with and now we're saying virtual help is an option is that better or worse like maybe there is more support because there are virtual platforms that you can get it on and more of them now but is it going to affect you know, those in-home lactation consultant visits or, you know. Right, like the tangible yeah. help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in person. And our doctor's offices open back again to somebody coming in at two or three weeks that maybe doesn't have a medical concern, but, you know, does want their latch checked out or something like that. Um, it's just it's just hard for me to think that we just teach women that they're supposed to breastfeed mm-hmm. or we tell women that they're supposed to like, breastfeed. Just do it. Just do it here's here, here's how your baby latches oh your latch looks great okay go home then your breasts fill up with milk and then a latch looks completely different at that point mm-hmm. the baby's gonna have a hard time probably latching your breasts are gonna be uncomfortable mm-hmm. your letdown is probably gonna be so strong in those first few days because there's so much milk in there the baby's gonna sputter and like blah 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 it's right. just it's mm-hmm. i don't know well, I know, I, and you you know you think these babies just come out oh well they know they know mm-hmm. how to do it they can suck well yep just the knowledge to that it innate yeah. sucking is very different from like, yep. they can't position their bodies. They have no, I mean, yes, I think they can naturally kind of suckle and feel and know mom and, yeah. and, and, and learn what, you know, where to go and what that is, but like they can't move. So yeah. like, not only are you trying to find a comfortable position for you to like yeah. lower the stress, feel relaxed, but you need to now position baby as well. So baby can do said sucking. Yeah. And if you've had, but a they s- don't, yeah, you've had a C-section or a traumatic yeah. birth and your butt hurts and, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's tough. And I don't mean to like, I feel like we're like bringing all like the Debbie Downer stuff to this, no, but it's but- just, I think it's reality. And I think it's reality of motherhood. Mm-hmm. I think there's so many places that hopefully as a brand we bring attention to, but I feel like this is definitely one of them is that we're sending women home with these expectations that they're going to feed their babies from mm-hmm. their bodies when their bodies might not be okay, like mentally and physically, like in order to provide for another human being, you have to be taking care of yourself. Um, And I think there's such a lack of support. Um, And I don't even see it as not bad things or Debbie Downers, but just that when they say, Oh, good latch. Great. Go do it. As if there's never going to be a change and there's never going to be a bump in the road. And, so yeah. it's come, like expectations maybe more so Yeah. to where, oh, something's happened today. It's okay. Like you can get through it. We find the options, yeah. find the solutions, make the choices and you keep going and not just like, 
nobody told me about this. Yeah. Like now what do I do? You know? And I think that's why I've always been such a big advocate, especially after I had my first baby and it like my entire birth story was, or my birth plan was turned on its head. And I mean, for weeks and weeks after that, I was a complete train wreck because he was born in the back of the car and it was, I mean, although it ended up being a very gentle situation, it was not what I expected and it was really hard. Um, But have your resources together before you have a baby, you know, make a list of those five different lactation consultants or postpartum doulas or somebody that you can reach out to in those coming weeks, because we don't prepare women enough to know, even if things go perfectly, what it feels like to have a baby. Like even if things go absolutely perfectly, your hormones are still going to cascade down Niagara falls afterwards. And you're not going to feel like probably doing much of anything especially Googling and looking for resources when Mm -hmm. the pediatrician tells you your baby's not gaining enough weight or your nipples hurt. I wish back then, I mean, I can't change anything, but I wish it was more like educate, literally how my body works, Mm -hmm. how my breast works, how, you know, this placenta releases, this releases, like Mm -hmm. literally because it's, pretty logical absolutely and if i Mm -hmm. knew that and it wasn't just this mystical like incredible experience Mm -hmm. it it was a little bit more like hey this is what happens it's actually a simple kind of supply and demand this is going to happen this is going to be Mm -hmm. released this is how milk is made produced Mm -hmm. made you it comes like i remember my mom one time like some of these things she's like it comes out there's more than one stream and i'm like (laughs) Like, yeah, just yeah. like, I had no idea. But like things like that, that yeah. like, no, there's not mm-hmm. just one hole. Like there yeah. is multiple streams yeah. like from and it. So just like those simple things that are more, if I knew how my body worked, it might have eased. It's like some of those fears and, and stresses I had. It's crazy to me. Right? It's like we graduate high school knowing what the, how, how a frog develops or yeah. like how, <laughs> like how all I can of drop this an stuff. egg off the water tower. Exactly. And I know how it, it doesn't break. Cause I know how to package. It. But, but I have but no But do I idea. know how my body works? No. No, no, <laughs> no. not at all. No, we don't. Not at all. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, we all need to learn about compounding interest and how our bodies works. Right. There you go. So I do. I, I wish I just went and learned a bit of biology. Oh. Like that could have helped me so, so much. And it's not difficult. It's and it's not, not hard. Science. I could have found that anywhere. Mm-hmm. Nope. Absolutely not. And I, actually, you might even not find it in a class. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if because they here's get the, into that. Here's the deal with education. And what's crazy about education is education has a direct result on lowering anxiety. If you can understand how something works or you can understand why something is happening the way it does, or you're empowered to know, hey, all of a sudden I had a C-section. I'm super anxious that my milk's not going to come in because I heard from so-and-so their milk didn't come in after a C-section. But I know that oxytocin is going to help. And I know as soon as I can get that baby skin to skin that I can help myself. That's going to naturally lower anxiety. But if we're not educating ourselves or working to, to help each other prior to that, we're stuck in those situations, you know? And what's sad, it took me all the way till that CLC training. Mm -hmm. I had six kids and twins and I only really learned some certain things about my body and how it functions at that training. It's crazy. And you like, were wh- why didn't I? Point? Why didn't I go find these things between kid to kid? I mean, I was probably a hot mess. Underwater. Like you can't. Yeah, but as simple as that. And it's that's it's, something I've always thought about. Is just 
basic how does this function and like i said i mean it's so funny when you compare it to dropping an egg from a tower or like when i dissected a fetal pig in biology class like it, it it, it's easier than that stuff. It's really not difficult. Our bodies are not complicated to when produce it comes the to, milk. Yeah, when yeah. it comes to the, producing the, the milk. application and how that's that's a different thing. But Absolutely. if I learned just how is to this help milk yourself. made? Mm-hmm. How does my body work? That would have eliminated mm-hmm. some of the other struggles. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. When I laid there and I'm like, no, I can't nurse from the side because I need that milk in two hours. What? Like there would be times with Gabe because I didn't really nurse as much with Linux. Okay. And I'm like, I've already nursed him, but he's still hungry. And if I nurse him on this side, I'm not going to have enough for when I'm nursing him the next time on this side. But but it's like My simple. Heart. Yes. But simple supply and demand. If I was educated and I knew yeah. how my body worked and how milk is produced, yeah. I wouldn't but have that on. problem. So why are we not empowering women to like understand these things mm-hmm. before we are giving them exactly. little human beings and sending them home. Yes. Not, not because I don't think we'll, we figure it out. We figure it out. We have resources. It's fine. Yeah. And but I figured from the it out. Simple but yeah. idea that we shouldn't have to figure it out. Our only, our only responsibility at that, that point should be like literally caring for ourselves and this little human mm-hmm. and adjusting to the fact that this seismic shift has just happened in our lives. We shouldn't also be yeah. Googling how we make sure we have milk in the other breast in two hours or what do we do if our baby right. keeps nursing or like the question mm-hmm. we get all of the time. My baby's hungry between feeding. Should I give it formula? You know, like we have that question all of the time. And if, of course, if you're not making enough, if that's what's best for your family, sure. But most of the time, it's just your baby trying to pull, trying to get your milk to come in shortly after is, delivery. Yeah, and it's, it's okay. It's literally your baby trying to get your body to produce more. And yeah. if you take that baby off of the breast and you give them formula, your body's never going to know mm-hmm. that it needs to make more. Yeah, I know. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Um, what else do we want to talk about, about breastfeeding? I don't know. I was just trying to think of those like weird yeah. things that happened to me that really could have been solved yeah. with something simple. Also, um, there we get a lot of questions in the group about like what pump to bring to the hospital. Um, I'm a firm believer that until that six week mark, unless you're going back to work and you need to create a pumping stash, you let your body do what you can do. You know, put that baby to the breast as much mm-hmm. as you can. Um, you know, on that supply and demand thing, if you are getting engorged and the only answer to lessen that engorgement is to pump, then yes, pumping. But, you know, hand expressing in the shower, warm compresses, all of that stuff is going to, you know, decrease the milk production without increasing your body's desire to make more milk. Right. You know, Agreed. there are ways to do that. And if you really need something like that, hospital, you can figure that out mm-hmm. there. Yes, you don't stress. You don't some issue. It's really weird. I think that in some ways, I think it's great, but that whole get a breast pump with your insurance thing, all of a Mm -hmm. sudden made everybody think that they They needed needed a breast pump, pump, which Mm -hmm. is really interesting because I don't think I didn't have one with my first two kids, my first three kids Mm maybe, um, because I wasn't going back to work and I was at home and Mm -hmm. I hadn't like I hadn't I didn't pump until baby number three or four. But then all of a sudden, I mean, I think it's fantastic that we're giving women free pumps, but, um, you know, it's just, it's an interesting type of like shift in what our brains say. It's also because we're making people go back to work, but that's a whole, and it also makes things, if it is introduced early and you 
don't understand the difference mm-hmm. between breastfeeding and pumping or hand expressing and pumping, you're using a machine. It can sc- really screw and mess with your expectations yep. on output and in- like, don't, yep. if it's not needed right mm-hmm. now, don't don't go there just get to know yourself yeah. and your baby because and sometimes weaning off of a pump is harder than dealing with some engorgement when it first begins because mm-hmm. if you start pumping that engorgement away your body's going to think you're feeding an additional child um and it can get really really hairy really fast and you could all of a sudden be stuck on a pump every two to three hours to make yourself feel more comfortable and weaning yeah. off of it is not fun so, um, what else is there to talk about? Um, I don't know. We talk about breastfeeding in public. That's always something that comes up too. Yeah. And like how to do it. Yeah. I was, a, I was a mess. I had no idea what to expect with Gabe mm-hmm. because with Linux ending up in the NICU, I ended up just turning to pumping and that was what it was. Um, but so I was, it was like, essentially my first time mm-hmm. and didn't know what to expect. I had a whole ton of engorgement and I struggled to get very comfortable finding a nursing position. It didn't feel very natural. Yeah. And so nursing in public, I just couldn't, I didn't even really know how to hold him in here. Mm-hmm. My chest was rather large. So I always felt like I was suffocating. So I had like some pillows and I just, I wasn't comfortable. So do you not leave out the house? there? Um, I would try to go like in between when we fed or I'd feed in the car, but in like out, out, like on a bench or at a store, I wasn't ready for, for a little while. And that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to think back to remember what, I just can't imagine like like. teaming, like timing when you leave, like adding that to the list of things, of reasons why women struggle so much after they have a baby is, so there's like the lack of of education on breastfeeding Mm -hmm. there's the lack of empowerment there's the lack of hey you can do this it's normal you can try and you know what you might show somebody who walks by your nipple the first couple of times but you know what you deserve to be out here and you deserve to be able to leave your house with your baby and give your baby comfort when you want to I mean you also deserve to feed from the car or, or or do whatever but it's it's insane to me but we're just literally pushing women home and saying here figure it out well I think that's where my mind goes too is if we if women were if we were educated on our bodies and yes we can do it but we shouldn't have to find the information like we talked about that does lower this anxiety and stress later on Mm -hmm. if someone helped you and educated you on positions how to nurse comfortably 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 here are the options Mm -hmm. it probably would make that time yeah less stressful as well so i was probably just filled with so much anxiety and stress yeah trying to navigate this not very educated on it and so it didn't help that either you know me being able to be comfortable to go out and whatnot it's fascinating yeah i mean it all just comes down to the fact that we need more support you know and we need to support each other we need to build each other up we need to find safe places i i I don't know i don't know you have thoughts on that it's just it's it's tough you know i i podcasted last week with a psychologist from california it was a hot mess podcast i don't even know if we're ever going to release it because 
I couldn't record it. She recorded it on her computer. I haven't even asked her for it. I don't know. But she had a really cool concept on like why moms are so mean to each other. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to recap it very well. But she said it all goes back to the fact that we were all like within tribes. And that was how like the brain was developed. And we all feel the need now that we don't have to hunt for food and we don't have to compete with each other for food and shelter and stuff. And we all have everything that we like technically need in life to Uh stay alive. What we do do with all of that energy and that, that flight or fight stuff that happens in our brain naturally because we're human beings is that we protect our young and that so much of our reaction as mothers against each other is simply us trying to protect our young, which is so hard for me because when I look at somebody who has said something mean about me or the brand or something in general on the internet, I never think about the fact that they're coming to it from a perspective of a mother. And maybe I need Mm -hmm. to, maybe I need to think that this is all just this hyper activity that is happening in our brains because it doesn't have anywhere else to go because suddenly all of our biological kind of like needs are met and we're just trying to protect our young. That's really interesting. I want to hear the podcast. I don't don't know if we'll ever get it. Um, (laughs) You have to ask her for it. Yeah, no, I need, I need to be vulnerable and ask her for the pot, my podcast that she actually has on her computer now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. It's just, it's just so interesting because so much of what we talked about today is based on support. And if there's not like money in society and there's not like a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of money in breastfeeding, which at the very beginning when we started this brand, a lot of people accused us of trying to like capitalize on breastfeeding and try to bring an income stream around something that should be natural, which I take pretty significant offense to. But I think we've done a really good job at balancing the revenue that comes in with the support that then goes out. But honestly, so much of the support needs to come like mom to mom. I mean, that's where like kind of the front line is, you know, like that, that free friendship support, but holy heck is making mom friends hard. You know, like you can't create connection without vulnerability, but in a society and especially in motherhood where vulnerability is not normally celebrated, apologizing to somebody is sometimes taken as not apologizing because of a tone or whatever. And then all of a sudden you end up like in this situation where there aren't, there, there isn't connection and connections not happening. Yeah. You got to talk on it. You got to, I know, I know we've been talking on uh, hours about it today because it's yeah. just, it's hard. I don't mean to put you on the spot. No. I can keep talking. No, I just think because support, I mean, it's just all tied into where we started like with breastfeeding it really comes down to offered support whether it's basic support on your body whether it's mental support physical support like, and educate you know and showing like breastfeeding is it comes down to support i haven't been able to get that statistic out of my brain that the number one cause of maternal death in the year after childbirth is self-harm like that yeah. statistic keeps going in and out of my brain every couple of months since i learned it and like, what is the solution there? I, I mean, of, of course the solution is more mental health, mental health mm-hmm. help. I mean, of course, but 
could we potentially save lives and bridge connection by just literally being there for one another? But being there for one another is only going to happen if we're confident enough in ourselves to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I know it's like a dumb question to ask why that statistic is there. But I don't know. I just really do wonder. Like I'm like stuck like thinking of that as now. I mean, you literally go from taking care of yourself with no responsibility mm-hmm. on another human being. And now it's like you're not important. Mm-hmm. And this baby is important. And it is. Mm-hmm. But, but, if, <sighs> but if connection is truly what we're all on this planet to have. Mm-hmm. And it's literally what drives all of us. And we're all by the time, most of us, by the time we hit motherhood, we all have crap. We all have trauma. We all have our different attachment styles. We all have stuff that we've accumulated over the years. And I mean, I would, I don't know the statistic, what 10%, 20% have probably done work, have probably tried to process through it. So we have all of these different people Mm -hmm. who have all of their different stuff. Then they have a baby. Yeah. And then they start trying to raise the baby. And my guess, if it's anything like what's happened to me over the last few years, all of that stuff gets all shooken up, you know, Mm -hmm. because you start seeing yourself and your kids and you start seeing your parents' relationships with you and your kids and, and why did this happen and how on earth could they have ever said that to me? And, you know, you have Uh all of this stuff that floats around, Yeah. but then you're supposed to go out and you're supposed to find connection with all of your crap. Yeah. And how do you do that? Yeah. How do you do that? It's fascinating to me, but none of us are going to get through this without connection. And none of us are going to get through this without being able to be vulnerable enough to ask for help and to show up as our authentic selves. Yeah. Yeah. But most of us to do that need to get to a healthier place. Yeah. Like our relationship. So if you don't do the work. Yeah. It's like you're running around mm-hmm. a little hamster wheel, like I mean, not going anywhere. Five years ago, when you came to Latch Mama, you weren't in a great spot. No, I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm not calling Lindy out, guys, but she knows no, that. I, I mean, not. I wasn't in a great spot. I'm still not in a, a fantastic spot, but I'm in a better spot than better I was spot. a year and mm-hmm. a half ago when Lindy was like, "Hey." therapy's rad and I was like (laughs) I don't know I'm a little bit on the therapy struggle bus at the moment but um we were laughing about that earlier yeah but you know it's I don't know it's just hard because it's such a privileged thing it's such a privileged thing to be like hey I realized I needed connection and I realized in order to be able to find that connection I needed to work through some stuff for myself to make sure that I was a healthy person with whoever I connected to. Right now I've done that work and now we have a really fantastic friendship. Mm. I feel like you second that. Yes. Hi friend. Um, But if we hadn't (laughs) had, I mean, it took a significant amount of privilege. It took a super flexible job. Yeah. It took money. Mm -hmm. It took a lot of things for us to start exploring that stuff and a lot of stuff that people a lot of resources that a lot of people don't have. Yeah, I know. So I'm very thankful for that, but I do recognize that it is a very special thing to be able to do. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Happy World Breastfeeding Week, guys. We've got yeah. so much work to do, but it's all good stuff. I feel like we're taking baby steps forward. I feel like as a brand, mm-hmm. I feel like as a company, I feel like 
from educating people on breastfeeding through just being there for each other in the mom space by demonstrating what authenticity looks like, what transparency look like, looks right. like, what owning your own shit looks like, which, holy moly, everybody could just... It's not always just, easy to do. Oh, it's Even terribly for healthy hard. people. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It is really hard. <laughs> do we have like a... Don't we... Are we putting together like a breastfeeding type... I'm we are. We're way gonna off. try. No, Don't we have like no. A, we're gonna try and put together YouTube stuff, so right? A book, I think. or is it going into YouTube? Like, so we have some informational stuff that go, that's gonna go out. We also have a YouTube. We're also gonna start building out the YouTube channel. I think Lindy and I are gonna do some stuff. Um, it's hopefully gonna bridge connection a little bit, and then we also have some educational breastfeeding stuff. I that's wish gonna go I out. had like our like latch mama education on breastfeeding. Like, I know. you know, as like a yeah. first time mom or but second also, or whenever, but to also get it and feel it in a connective manner, I think are two totally different things. I think True. that the science is out there. The and science I think, is fine. Yeah. And, and I think you can find it. I found it. In you do that on your class. own. Mm -hmm. But did I feel like anybody from that hospital class or that teacher had my back on those early days? Right. Absolutely not. No. But if I could go to a YouTube channel or I could find a Facebook group or I could find a community, mm -hmm. I think community plus education is probably the answer. No, I 100% agree. So, yep. That's where we're going forward. Always cool. and forever. Well, I'm excited to see that stuff. <laughs> you're I gonna know, more was... than see it you're gonna you're pretty know, much an integral part of it at this point you don't just design clothes anymore maybe we just design accessories one day <laughs> <laughs> so some days we're like why do why do we do clothing yeah it's why fine why do we do clothing well we know why we do clothing that's like a dumb question but it's not always an easy thing to do it's good it but it pays for community, <laughs> I think. It pays for the bigger question. I don't know. This is what happens. I think every week before World Breastfeeding Week, we should record these and then listen to them every oh year. Oh, my gosh. And realize how a hot mess. tired and yeah. like, it's literally like The having, topics that have come across in conversation yeah, in the last four days our life. is... Yeah, or the topics that have come across in this last podcast that we just recorded is like... Yeah. the stream of consciousness that is happening in our brains right now. But yeah. happy World Breastfeeding Week. By the time you guys listen to this, we're going to be knee deep in the exciting part, which is giving you guys a bunch of free stuff um, and seeing you all every single day. And we can't wait. Tell people about our group. Yes. Tell people about Am I Supposed to Be Telling Mama People? podcast group. Oh, we do. We yes. do. We're going to build it up. It's the Latch Mama podcast. I think that's yeah. it. There's no group on it. But come yeah. join us because we will kind of dive into specific yeah. questions on each week's and podcast. Yeah. Come join it. And the really cool thing about no this quotes. podcast is that we pay for the podcast. So we have a little bit of money to bring in some guests or something like that. Or mm -hmm. maybe go talk to some people that you guys want to hear from um, yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. Come give us I suggestions and stuff. But yeah. just, just motherhood parenting things. Yeah. No quotes. So yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.